Hey guys, and welcome to Creativity Level Zero. I'm Jim. And I'm Steve. And thanks for joining us today. So, Steve. Yes, It's Jim. been a week since I've seen you. What have you been Has up to this week? Long? Yeah, how many Taco Bell runs have you had in this time? Just one, <laughs> and it was before this meeting. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was upset, though. I went there, and, you know, ever since they had that, grilled like grilled cheese burrito Ooh, yeah the cheesy nacho burrito inside Good. um but i didn't like the grilled cheese part on top that. no on, yeah, it was just too much and so but i saw that they have like a dollar fritos burrito that's good oh, be- yeah wait beefy the nacho burrito. griller is the one you got to get not the burrito oh. well you know, i don't know the little tiny burrito thing that's on their dollar menu oh that no, that's, that's not the right one well, that's the one I got last time, and it was good. And I went this time, and I think they changed their menu. Yeah, Remember they they're did. Having, they're having a big menu change? Well, everything's different, and that was not on it. And I was like, oh, no. Oh. Uh... Oh, well, we got the new cheesy, beefy burrito. I think that doesn't sound as good. Oh, but I, that is good. <laughs> yeah, because you're a trooper. That's right. It was, it, it was fine. It tasted fine. I'm not a big fan of things that have rice in it, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. As we're talking, I see the uh, webcam froze a little bit. So for the people on YouTube, whoopsie-daisy. You'll just have to listen it's to webcam. our voices. My, my webcam froze? Both of us. It was, a, it was a gym side computer issue, I think. Oh, here we I go. Was, I was fiddling what? with the volumes a little bit, and I think it just... Freaking. You know what I think you need? I think you need an ice pack. <laughs> <laughs> cool this machine down. Yes. Yeah, in, so the- in case people have just started watching us, I used to have computer issues, and I've solved it by just placing an ice pack behind my computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it works. That, hopefully. I, I'm none the wiser either way. That's true. <laughs> We haven't had your audio breaking up in a long time. That's good. That's good. Yeah. At some point, we'll have to, you know, upgrade the whole studio set that we have here. That's right. That's right. We're going to get into a professional studio. Yeah. 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 Once we get hundreds of your dollars. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Open up them wallets for just a dollar a week. (laughs) You ever see those commercials? A per square inch of a new. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll be like uh i forget what company does it probably like there's a lot of free companies that do it where they like name stars right <laughs> you know like you could be like oh that star is mine now you know but whatever it doesn't really do anything maybe like yeah. pe- people can buy like stuff on us like specs on our wall or something did you hear of a company that was trying to sell plots of land on the moon no i didn't know you could yeah. do that well, it turns out the government had to get involved and tell them that they couldn't. Wow. <laughs> but they were legitimately buying plots on the moon um, for, I guess, eventual moon, you know, exploration. When, when we finally if, settle in the moon, you'll be like, oh, I bought this plot of land here 150 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> if you have the money and the lack of awareness to buy this place on the moon, please throw your money this way as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I do remember watching 
a reality TV show once, um, Rich People. Hmm. And the girl legitimately said, we need to find new creative ways to spend our money because they just had nothing left to spend on. (laughs) We're just trying to find new ways to spend our money, you know, new crazy ways to just say, I did this. Okay, yeah. so if you were if you were super rich, like let's say you were the host of a super successful podcast. Oh yes. <laughs> and let's say your podcast was just better than all the other ones. Okay. okay. And everybody listens to it, and you become multimillionaire. All right. Sounds like it sounds like a, my future right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't have my crystal ball here, but I can grab a magic eight ball. <laughs> What would you do after, let's say, let's say hypothetically, you bought the basics, like you have a nice place and you have a nice, like basic clothes and stuff that you want, materialistic things that you'd probably want to buy. What's the next thing you'd buy with this money? So I have, I have a car, I have, I have like a security fund, all the basics. All the basics. I buy. Yeah. Wow, that's good. And you you bought all the pleasantries. Like if a new game comes out, you just buy it. Like you don't worry about price. I would probably buy a boat. Ooh. Okay. And now since you're so rich, would it be like a small boat, a big boat? Would you have a crew on the boat if it's a big boat? (laughs) Would you have like a captain? Money money is not an issue on this? No, no. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably buy. I'd probably buy a big boat. You know, just uh, with the crew. With uh, yeah, with a crew a that weighs on my hand and foot. You know, and you know, and I just sail the world. That'd be awesome. That would be cool. Go dive anywhere I want. You know. That would be cool. So I is thought, it, I thought you were gonna say, you were gonna buy a Taco Bell. <laughs> 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 because in my head I'm originally my first thought in my head was oh I should invest this money but no, you but said you're rich already you don't invest yeah, I'm rich already. I don't need no. to invest anything no. so why would I invest in a taco bell oh no 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 see I saw it as like you are oh yeah taco you bell. have your own taco they, bell serve taco bell to me no like you have loopas on menu <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a franchise owner, but oh, you're okay. a rich guy. So you, you have these negotiating powers with the Taco Bell higher-ups, and you're like, look, I'm going to class up my Taco Bell. You know, <laughs> my Taco Bell, you know, because when you're a franchise, you have to fit within certain, you know, you got to sell the certain items. But maybe you're, you're so rich or so wealthy, you can just be like, look, we're going to start selling the double-loaded Chalupa. You know, this is where we double up the meat and put nacho cheese or whatever in there. Like, you know, you my might... Taco Bell, if I did own one, automatically would have double the meat on everything. <laughs> on everything. It's it's like going to Subway or something. It's just <laughs> so lacking in the meat. Like, it needs to get more filling. So you know? when I worked there, I did see the meat scooper that they use, and it is. If you think about one of those ice cream scoopers with a little chinky chinky, you know, where they can scoop out the ice cream. Think of that, and then like smaller. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> and oh, that. Cream yeah, and that's what they use for the meat. So that's why you feel like there's no meat because they scoop it, yeah. and then you see them just try to spread it out. <laughs> <laughs> spread out as evenly as possible. Yeah. I hope he doesn't notice. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that's why when I get the uh, 
steak quesarito there, I always get double steak. Uh, and then it tastes like a real meal. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, you're paying. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, and here's what blows my mind. Steak quesarito is like four fifty, something like that. Extra right, right. meat's a dollar. So it's like from four fifty to five fifty now I have double meat? How does that work? Like that's the most expensive <laughs> part of the sandwich. That's right, that's right. And and the weird thing is like what you were saying when I got chicken to beef, but then switching from beef to chicken cost seventy five cents, I could get double beef for a dollar. Like how is this working? <laughs> Probably because chicken's healthier. <laughs> well, so I did ask, and because uh, I've also went to Taco Bell last week, and um, I will say that I've been getting chalupas more due to you. Yeah, they are definitely <laughs> not the best item. Oh, definitely. The best. But I think partially it's because the chalupas are built wrong. It's built like a thin diet taco. Where they can barely fit the food in there, the a, chalupa. A diet taco, it's deep fried. Yeah, but but see, it's like they took a taco and they just said, "Let's let's just fry it." I, yeah. But what I want them to do is take that gordita, that flat, you know, soft taco shell thing, and I want them to roll it up, but make the bottom flat, you know, kind of just like deep deeper, so you can put more in it. Because so have you had the, the double, the double stack chalupa? Oh, you weren't what's, around. What's a double stack you chalupa? You weren't, you weren't a chalupa fan when that was around as a menu item. No. It is two chalupas wide. Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what you need. And it comes as like a boat. Yes. So it has a flat bottom. Yes. And it's stuffed with meat. That's exactly that what I'm describing. I don't even know if they know how to use it. They're just like scoop a bunch in there that's right what is it called let, let me look it up what is it called, it called a double stack chalupa double stack chalupa that's it's one of those limited time item let's say oh, oh yeah. it looks yeah. like a boat yeah oh, a man. Boat. it so, looks it so, what's, so good i used to get that all the time forget the meal just get the double stack chalupa because yeah. that was, that was that big was, i yeah. did also see they have here the double stack taco. Maybe I'll get that next time. That looks good. You gotta so, see if it's a wrap yeah. So you'd own uh, a boat. Well, you know what? Why don't we marry the two ideas? And since you said, <laughs> let's, you know, Steve's going to have a Taco Bell. Let's class it up. Why don't we have a floating taco? Oh, I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> so you're you know, saying world serving tacos <laughs> to people and myself <laughs> so, so i think you're hitting on the next billion dollar idea here know, right? instead of uber <laughs> you're gonna have like and and like whatever seamless you're gonna have whatever this new thing is called but they'll deliver it to your boat i like it but they'll deliver it to your boat so like when people go out fishing they'll be like you know what all this fishing makes me hungry for taco bell <laughs> Let me get some tacos, and they'll call up your company, and you'll be like, "I'll ship them right out. Give me your coordinates," and you just go out and exactly. Or, or will it be like an ice cream truck boat where you you sail by with Taco Bell sirens and people come to you? We are gonna have a taco cannon. (laughs) Okay, you shoot it out. 
just like load your taco, whatever their order is, into this cannon and just launch it. You tell them to get their fishing net ready. Right. <laughs> so catch it in the air. Oh, sort of like when you, when you played, what was it, a wall ball when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so since we're on the top, I didn't want to spend time on this topic, but we'll just spend two minutes on it, on the fast food topic. I did have another interesting question for you that happened to me. Is okay. the fast food order. All right. So here's your dilemma. Here's your situation. Not a dilemma. Here's your situation. You're going out to get fast food for a group of people. Right. Okay. And the you now have the power. You're the one going to get the food. Do you – and this could be for a Starbucks or whatever. It could be anything. Do you ask everybody what they want, write it all down, double check it when you get it, and then give it to everybody? Or do you listen to what they say and be like – let me simplify this combo but, that and then oh. go and then go to order. So it's a little bit of both. Okay. So yeah, I'll take down everybody's order. But when I get there, if I see that they're doing like a two for one right. or something, they'll do that. You might as well, you know, right. Movie theater is a good one where some people get popcorn. Some people get candy well, they always have these combos of popcorn and candy and is soda. Is that what you do for me when you buy me candy? Yeah, I give you discount candy. Ooh, discount candy. Because <laughs> we haven't been to the movie theaters in so long. I don't even know if they'll exist after this. Well, I just saw on Instagram the the new New Mutants movie is coming out August 28th or something like that, end of August. And they said in theaters everywhere. And I was like, what? Not, not from what I've heard. In fact, I've heard AMC is making deals now with like Netflix and Disney Plus and some other some other sites, so that way they can they can get some money from the straight to wow. online video. You know. So the, you know, we we you and me have talked about this before. We haven't talked about it on the podcast, I think, or maybe a little bit we did. But back back when they had the memberships for movie theaters, we had this conversation and it was like, is it worth it to pay X dollars a month to do the unlimited movies and whatever other perks? Um, and we had this debate, not a debate. We had a discussion around like, what does the movie theaters do for the industry? Like why would these movies want to go straight to the theaters and then go to the, to home? And when you were doing some research, we found out that, the movie theaters sometimes had like a lock on it where yeah. they had to go. But yeah. There's, now, there's a, that it's been around for, I think as long as movies have been invented that, you know, a movie's made, it goes to the theaters, you know, mm-hmm. and like a contract between the movie industries and the theaters. Um, and typically things that go straight to video, are those like sub movies, the movies that you don't really want to watch, the like mm-hmm. Flubber '64 or something like that, <laughs> mm-hmm. like the, any of the Disney sequels? Because I didn't even yeah, know yeah. a lot of them had sequels. Yeah, like Lion King Two, Lion King Three. Those are straight to video, right, right, right. Things that you don't really get in theaters. Yeah, the the prime movies get theater selection, and I think it's because of the culture of it all, like. You, the movie experience is you're supposed to go 
to the movie theater and get entertained at the theater by this, oh, yeah. you know, by by this movie. But now that the technology just lets us get everything right in the hands or in our living room, you know, I think things are changing. And I, uh, unfortunately for the movie theater industry, COVID was a good like kick in the butt that mm-hmm. basically is going to force this to go to change and be yeah. straight to video. So it's interesting because I saw movie theaters as also a place that teenagers and young kids, people who like essentially couldn't drive yet, so maybe 16 and below, could go with their friends and hang out. Like movie theaters and malls, you wanted to go on a date, you wanted to go see your friends, you could hang out at the movie theater, you could hang out at a mall. But the malls have been slowly dying, and so that's not really a place you can just go. And when we were younger... We would do that. We'd be like, oh, let's meet at the mall. We, we'd have like a store we'd want to go to. Oh, you never did that? Oh, <laughs> I did that. I'm a mall guy, so. Okay, I did that I a lot. There was a few times I would take like dates to the mall. Yeah, yeah. You know? But like but... if you wanted to hang out with somebody and you didn't want to have them at your house or their house, you know, you could go out to eat or you could go to like a mall and walk around. Like, you know, there's a few other places. Um, but they're going away, and now that the movie theaters are kind of going to die, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what is, what's going to happen to the movie industry? I'm going to be a crotchety old man and try to go to the movie theater no matter what, you know. The movie theater industry tried to, tried to spruce it up by making, like, luxury seats, you know. Which was come good. Here, yeah, come here and, you know, like, truly enjoy... Now there's even some that are doing dine-in, like you can get regular food. Less good, um, but still good. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I've even been to one in Alaska that was in a bar. So you, <laughs> so you could go grab a beer and watch a movie, you know, with your friends, which was, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, um, I'm going to be a crotchety old man. And still, I love that movie theater experience. I love sitting down at the at the movie theaters and watching a movie eating popcorn and that's all I'm doing when I'm home I'm more willing to like be on my cell phone true and look things up and uh, I know you're a fast forward watcher maybe that's why you go pee a lot you're like this is a slow part let me go pee <laughs> <laughs> no that is not why I pee though oh, okay. you are right I have this uncanny ability that when we get when we sit down into the movie theater my body's like well we have to pee now like (laughs) immediately and and i i think it's the sugar because i used to have those big bags of sour patch kids which was like a lot and you eat that and just pee it out and it got to the point where we were watching a movie one time i was with one of my friends and it was a terrible movie. It was called Passengers. It's a waste of money. Okay. Um, it was with Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Chris Pratt. And uh, spoilers, it's a terrible movie. Um, that's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. <laughs> that's a spoiler. I, I could tell what happened, but that's not going to do it justice. Telling it's okay. a terrible movie does it justice. You got to go watch it, guys, to see how terrible it is. <laughs> yeah. That's coming from me. And I and I love bad sci-fi movies, so this is, yeah. But yeah, we were in that movie, and I peed twice. It was a long movie too, and I had okay. to pee again. And I was gonna go pee, and my friends looked at me, and they were like, "No, 
no more. <laughs> They're like, we're not going to be that group where the people keep walking in front. So I had to hold it. Oh, no. Through the awful movie. So you couldn't know. even get affected by them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, oh, yeah. So what would happen to the movie theater industry? Um, I'm assuming it's just going to start collapsing at this point. Um, what could save it is if somehow this stuff ends, COVID ends, it opens up, and people are like, I miss that movie theater experience. Let's let's everybody rushes to the movie theater to go and have that experience again. You know, maybe that it'll make like a quick boom for them. Yeah. Um, but I did hear that, you know, we're kind of regressing at this point. <laughs> Drive-in movies are becoming a thing again because that way you don't have to go to a theater, you know. Yeah. You can just drive up to, you know, one of the large screens and just park your car and, and watch the movie, you know. Yeah, I do. I do hope they stay around. I mean, I enjoy going to the movies, and especially for movies I'm really excited for, I love to go see them in the movie theater. And right. I don't see as many movies as you do in the movie theater. I probably see half, maybe a third of what you see. Huh. But the good ones are very memorable. Like I can clearly remember those movies in the movie theater because I enjoyed them. And I've seen good movies at my house. I think you came over, we saw Hobbs and Shaw that time. That was a good movie, but I didn't remember it the same way I remembered Fast and Furious when I saw it on like the movie screen. Right, right. And having other people there, just random people, like it can be entertaining. Oh, like I know they laugh or they say something. Yeah. You know, I've I've seen a scary movie. Some lady was like some sassy lady was just uh uh-uh, uh, don't go in there. <laughs> 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 I just I just loved it. Um I watched Rambo Ooh. in the movie theater. Which Rambo? I don't remember. One of the newer ones. Okay. And um I think the second newest one. And uh what's it called? It was so like badass some of the scenes. The people were clapping. You know, every time like all of this murder happened. People were like, that was awesome and, and clapping. Um, another fun one and fun audience experience is it was Paranormal Activity, the second one. And, I haven't seen any of them, but those are jump okay. those are jump scare, right? No, it's more. Uh, it, it's it's about like you know like paranormal like ghosts and stuff oh, like okay. that. So it's just supposed to be like video camera, like security camera footage in somebody's house, and you just see paranormal stuff happening. Hmm. And it kind of frightens you because it's like that's a ghost, something, yeah. something that could happen in your house because it looks so much like my house, you know, right. in, inside right. this, inside this. Um, but in one of the scenes, the wife is like in a bathtub and she tells her husband to join him, and he says, uh, "All right, I'm gonna release the kraken." and everyone laughs and it dies down and i say i need to use that and everybody in the movie theater laughs (laughs) (laughs) oh man that is fun i like that i've only once spoken up in a movie theater ever once uh yeah it was once and it was an i am legend when they killed will smith i stood up in the movie theater, and I said, I can't believe you killed Will Smith. 
And I, I just like yelled it. Cause I was like, what are you doing to my movie? Like this was such a great movie. Now you killed the movie. I was so upset for that movie. I can't believe that. That's funny. Yeah. I've done other fun things, but like people think it's annoying. So I stop. Like if like, like when one of the pirates of the Caribbean movies came out, like, you know, they always have the same theme songs. Like if it's like opening day or something, people are like singing along or whatever. Um, but not everybody wow. enjoys that. Right. Right. So what I wanted to talk about today actually was a little okay. bit more cerebral than what we're used to. Yeah, let me put on my thinking cap. Yeah. I thought you already had it on. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you may or may not know, but one of my big hobbies is just like space. I love outer space and I love learning about that. And recent and recently, um, I just got, you know, like one of those like shower thoughts when you're just thinking about stuff. And I just got to thinking, I was like, what if there were life forms that were running not on water? They were running on like another element. Like, There's so already I'm, those organisms alive on this planet. Really? Yeah. They run on sulfur. Yeah, but they need water to survive. The ones at the deep sea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying like, let's say you didn't need water and you can run on like... A hydrocarbon or you could run on like methane is very methane is very flammable so like that has a lot of energy in it you know like nitrogen is in the air methane's in the air and oxygen's in the air so like maybe maybe not all an organism would need it but we haven't seen them yet because you know on earth we have water and oxygen and right. so it got me to thinking and so like i just started doing some research and i actually found out that there's moons on saturn there's two moons. One of them is called Euclid, Eucliptus, or I forget the name of it. Um, I feel like it's Euclides or something like that. Yeah, and that one had – there's two of them that were really cool. That one was a solid planet, and the, the covering of the planet is snow because the inside of the planet is like – it's like a water world, and the top is frozen. And I thought that was for Jupiter. There, there is another one for Jupiter. Um, okay. I forget the name of that one. Uh, there's a movie based on that one, and it's a cool yeah. movie. I love that movie. I haven't seen it. Uh, I forget the name of the movie. Um, but yeah, so this one essentially is spewing out water, and that's what feeds the rings of Saturn. It's like okay. it's like these geysers, and so. Oh yeah, yeah I think I've, I think I've. I've you've probably seen it. About that, yeah. Yeah, and then the other one that they had uh, for Saturn was a planet that the outside – it was the biggest moon of Saturn, and the outside is like methane gas, and the inside is like rocky and stuff, and it's raining methane. So I wanted to add – What's that? Europa. Europa. That's the movie, and that's that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So my question to you is, do you think within the nine planets we have here um, and their moons that we have life, even at the basic organism level, existing in any of these planets? I absolutely believe that um, because we have life even on Earth here that survive in extreme conditions that normal in our in our previous way of thinking, we used to think that, you know, oh, the earth is in this like 
special zone that life exists because we have this perfect temperature gradient to have right. liquid like this water, liquid water, and this this type of atmosphere and this type of you know minerals and and uh, you know these types of gases. We're like the perfect planet for life, and we are you know for having for higher... for carbon life like we are. Yes. Well, well, I think all life is carbon. That's At least all that, that we that know. That's all that we know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, for like higher higher organisms, higher yeah, like yeah. high level organisms, yeah, we kind of need all that all that stuff. At least as far as we know. But we do have organisms here on Earth that, like you said, um, in hydrothermal vents. Um, that's in the deep sea. They survive under high pressure. Oh, they, that's right. High pressure down there. Yeah, high pressure, no light that's whatsoever right. down there, and extremely hot slash cold temperatures. So that's right. right by the vents is extremely hot, and next to those vents is extremely cold. And not only do are there organisms that live in both of those of those things, there's like in-between organisms that go in between both, but the hydrothermal vents themselves release toxic stuff that normally organisms cannot live on right. like um, sulfuric acid and stuff like that but there's organisms that live on that even in volcanoes i think there's there's organisms that live in volcanoes wow things like that so i i think our it's it'd be hard pressed to think that in other planets that have things that are necessary for life like carbon and water that or an organism's not there, I feel like it's, that's hard-pressed, I feel like. If the building yeah. blocks are there, I don't know why there wouldn't be. So. Yeah, so I think I, <laughs> I think I agree with you. That's what I was kind of getting at, is like, when planets form, I can see there being no life because it's so hot, it's just molten, and there's, you know, millions and billions of years of that happening. But once right. they kind of settle, the only other changes they have that are massive would be impacts from other bodies or if their sun changes realistically right and so yeah like i think i agree that a lot of these places like a lot of these moons could have life and it got me to thinking so that was the first question what do you think of the idea of when we go to these moons with these uh satellites of of shooting bacteria onto these planets like, are gonna like take... seeding the planet with life um or the moon yeah i mean i don't know typically in terms of science we try not to contaminate cause, yeah contaminate or cause any you know other variables to to do stuff at least, like, out of our control. Yeah. But we've already done that accidentally. There's well, these things called Earth. tardigrades. Tardigrades. And uh, they're called water bears. They're so cute when you don't actually live in their world. <laughs> <laughs> they're quite menacing otherwise. Um, but they're, they never die. They, like, can live in all sorts of crazy environments. They need water also. But they can live in in like in high, uh, hibernation for forever and wow. 
we accidentally left some on the moon. And so there's like tardigrades. Wait, like they were on our stuff and then we left yeah. that there? Yeah. Well, because I think they wanted to do like a test and then I think it got like some sort of contamination happened and oh. now we have tardigrades on the moon and <laughs> that's it. There's, there's just permanent tardigrades on the moon. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I'm... I'm... I don't know if there's enough liquid there for, for tardigrades, but I mean, if we decide to change the moon somehow you'll already have tardigrades well so that's what i'm thinking it's like some of these moons when i was looking them up the only thing they really lack is warmth but i do know that you don't need warmth for a lot of the bacteria and these microorganisms to survive yeah even uh when i was doing research in alaska and the arctic you take uh you take these ice cores and inside the ice cores, so in the ice, there's bacteria that's living. The ice itself? Ice itself. So you drill yeah. into ice, and then there'd be bacteria in that ice. Correct, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and a lot of times you can study those to to know the atmospheric, what the atmosphere was like. Oh, at that time. At that time of that, that ice, because the ice only like increases and decreases over time. And so at a certain level in time, that's, that's like, it's like sedimentary rock at that point. Yeah. See what life was like at that moment in time. Yeah. That's cool. So would you be in favor of us seeding one of these moons with multiple bacteria? <laughs> if our eventual goal was to try and get human life up there, maybe, but you're starting to scientists I, I don't approve of just, you know, shotgunning a bunch of bacteria <laughs> onto the moon because you don't know what they'll mutate into. Yeah, you yeah, might yeah. Get something crazy that you don't ever want. Then, you know, it makes the moon uninhabitable somehow. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, so crazy. like I think some of these moons are, are going to never be inhabitable because they're just so far away and so cold. But right. it would be interesting to be like, well, this thing survives on Earth in the same type of conditions. What if we threw it there? And then what if we left it there and let it just do whatever? Right, right. Cause... I mean, I guess I guess that's fine. I mean, at first you'd have to see what's there already, if there's anything. That might not if be an option. Not, that not, that... If, no option to do that? Well, because to I do would... that... To do that, you have to go onto the planet, onto the moon. Imagine that there was organisms there, and you just like introduced a deadly bug that yep. kills everything on there. That's that would be horrible. You, the risk you, we'd have to take. <laughs> You'd cause like xenocide over there. True. But yeah, so it got me to thinking because um, I was kind of thinking about like, Let's let's now hypothetically say that just this is just hypothetical that we are the you know most intelligent organisms in the vicinity, right? Within the near vicinity. Let's just say hypothetically. Would it be our job as intelligent organisms to seed other planets and help them flourish and moons <laughs> i feel like this is like a star trek episode <laughs> could be i don't really watch star trek but i'll take it i don't i've never watched star trek but i think the newest movie was pretty much about that where there was uh like a planet um 
of lower end organisms and they were supposed to do something on the planet but not interact with the natives in such a way that the natives think they're like gods oh, because they're just right. that far removed I from them. I did see that. Yeah. But then they did yeah. see them in their ship and they thought they were gods because of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Something happened. Something I'm, happened I'm talking like about like, you know, these ice moons and stuff that have nothing on them and we don't I don't see know them. why it's our responsibility to make life on other planets. Unless you're just trying to treat every planet and moon as an experiment, a petri dish. No, more, no more like more like giving the flip side would be like giving life a chance. So say that on the on the flip side of it, hypothetically, let's say we're the only life besides the life on our planet. Let's hypothetically say that. Uh-huh. And you know eventually this planet will deteriorate and die and everything on it will perish. Right. Is it our job to then spread it? If if hypothetically that was the case. I mean technically that's kind of what we would do anyways if we were to go we were to go and inhabit other planets, right? We'd well, be the new When you inhabit other planets in which is so this is so this is a funny segue back to movies. But I always found it funny whenever we watch a movie where they inhabit other planets, everyone's on the same team. It's as it, and especially <laughs> with aliens, alien attacks, all of the earth is united. Right? Yeah. That could be further from the truth. Everybody wants their own spaceships and every country's doing their own thing. I'd I'd be hard pressed to say that like as a as a world we'd work together to create a new world. So it's funny, uh I don't know if you've ever read Ender's Game. Only seen the movie. I seen the movie. Well, there's after the movie it splits into two separate timelines. And one follows Ender as he's pretty much going into exile. <laughs> That's after how... he, he saved oh. the queen or whatever, right? Yes. Well, he thought he committed genocide and destroyed an entire race of people. But that was just a planet of this. Yes. Okay. Well, it turns out that there was a queen that lived. Um, but And the queen he the saved. Other, the other side is life back on Earth. And that's exactly what happens. You think that all these these like all these space movies have the world united against whatever but there's still different countries and all these kids go back and they like try to help their countries but in the end there there's one guy turns out it was Ender's brother he wants to be king of the world the earth the earth hegemony pronounce that right hegemony hegemony yeah. i don't know but yeah so that's what ends up happening at the end but it went through the process because Afterwards, when it goes back into like, you know, interplanetary, whatever, you have like Earth as one whole thing because it went through the process of saying how it got united, and it was funny. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It was funny that it took that route, you know. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I guess maybe possibly if like another, you know, alien race came and we had no choice but to unify, sure, we'd unify. But current state where we're probably going to end up killing ourselves or like ruining this planet. Do you think we're ever going to unify before we get off the planet? Uh, I find that hard pressed because <laughs> I feel like as territory and number of people expand, it's a lot harder to keep everybody unified under some mm -hmm. sort of patriotism. It's very hard. That's, that's what countries use, mm -hmm. you know, 
you'd have to somehow make patriotism for the earth That's and you'll so need hard. like some like global catastrophe to unify everyone you know and covid's um, barely unifying anybody i know exactly <laughs> everybody's like hey should we work together and and solve this thing no let's close all of our borders and not help anybody exactly <laughs> no not only that is oh should we work together and get rid of covid by taking all these measures and you know oh no 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 i don't believe in covid so i'm oh, not gonna do right. it like wait what mm-hmm. this was a simple, simple task you guys <laughs> it is so sad yeah, so i don't i don't think we'll, we will ever unify and that's unfortunate um, yeah. But it's it's and I think the United States and I know this is like more of a serious conversation than normally is on the podcast, but it's good to have some like cerebral stuff. Um, the United States is a good example. So I, I have a friend who came here um, and they're from Europe and they were asking, why is there so much like disagreements essentially in the States, like fighting, violence, like everybody has their own opinion. And And when we talk about it, you realize that like this country is like a a mix of all other countries and so everybody wants an equal say and when everybody has an equal say it's very difficult sometimes to agree on everything because everybody has a different opinion i well yes so that's what i was going with is that once you start increasing area and people exactly it starts to get harder and harder to try to like convince everyone to follow patriotism you know right that overall one country and whoever came from whatever to the United States, right, doesn't I don't matter. Know, because their their country most likely has the same type type of issues. Because right. I know tons of countries that do. I'll even take Canada. There's the native people that have issues, and then the right the like Canadian people. You know, the English speaking Canadian people. Sure, sure. That, that have issues, and we'll take Spain for instance. There sure. was going to be almost a civil war over That's there. Right with mm-hmm. uh barcelona uh um, they literally know. had riots this last year yeah exactly i mean korea split into north and south korea like <laughs> right so, so my yeah so my point was that to get all people from different walks of life together and unify is just so daunting because we're so used to like this is our place with our rules and now right. convincing people we have to share all of this and pool everything, and it's not going to be fair for everybody. And we have to leave the planet. That's going to be co- tough. But I wonder what would happen if you're faced with a scenario where there's like, let's say, there's an alien race that can attack you and attack the Earth. Who would be willing to defend it? That is true. Probably the the powers people would have to work together, right, to defend it from an like an alien race that's not, you know, Earth. I mean, we sort of do that now in in wars, um, in some of the more recent wars that that the states have been in. They partner with some of the the allied countries, and right. they share resources and intel and everything. But I think to your point, still, it they share. But they share a bit. They don't share everything. Right. And I, yeah, it would be cool. Uh, you know, I always wondered if, if, if in our lifetime we were going to actually have people live on Mars. and Not in our lifetime. That's yeah, probably not. not. And a few years we were, ago... We were very close. Like, there was people... You know what? I would almost... I was considering it so much 
just being on that one-way trip to like signing up to be on that one-way trip to mars so i was thinking of it too because i actually really? i fit mo so i i looked on the, the website i fit most of the boxes you needed right. like master's degree you needed like as few medical conditions as possible you know barely have any um but like when i went through and like looked at it i was like you're going to be spending 10 years of your life training and then you are going to fly for I, f I forget how long it was like two years in space yeah. and you have to be okay with being by yourself because like you may or may not have the opportunity to talk to other people and then when you get there you need to also be able to like handle it when the five or six people you know die or like have problems and then you have to right. take on their responsibilities it's like it seemed horrible um and it especially seemed tough for anybody who had a family you know, yeah. we obviously don't have, you know, big families right now. Well, I mean, that I'll be honest, that's what really was limiting me is because I legitimately talked to my parents about it. <laughs> they were like, Steve, that means you're basically going to be dead to us because <laughs> we're never going to see you again. You know, and I'm like, oh, but I'll like still like talk to you. Yeah, you'll send those video you know, messages and stuff. Send those video messages that might take a month to get to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, when I was looking into it, though, so they had a few videos of the, 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 the heads of the different teams talking about the skills they needed. And, I, and just watching them, it made me realize how uneducated I am or like not intelligent I am. Like, I'd like to think I know what I'm talking about with certain things, but the people who are astronauts are like quadlingual. They have masters in like four different areas. They know... Yeah, yeah, they know all the areas of science plus medical backgrounds. And so it's like, can I learn all of that? I don't even know. I don't think I'm capable. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that just my personality would be enough, you know. Because <laughs> I think whenever they've tried to put people into simulated isolation like that, there has yet to be a successful candidate. It is tough, yes. David and, I was, and I was thinking, I was like, I, I feel like I would have the mental fortitude. No, you're too do weak. It. You're too weak. I'm too weak. Oh, my I'm, goodness. I, I'm going to say, I know I'm stronger than you on what? that fortitude. <laughs> you, you, are, you are stronger than you average. Are... Okay, guys, let me tell you. When there's a week that Jim doesn't see me, <laughs> all right? He cries. That's true. I'm on <laughs> the phone like, crying. I'm 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 gonna be alone this weekend. True. True. <laughs> but I've also had the I haven't lived in the middle of Alaska. But that's right. That's right. Cabin in the woods. <laughs> but I I'm also able to just zone in on something with like my TV watching skills. And just lose time. See, There's no way you you, you would go just watch TV for two years straight. <laughs> <laughs> two it's years. Like, I get you can like binge watch, but a two year binge, I think you'd be mentally drained. Yeah, like, I, 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 I wonder. Your vocabulary would be like Abed, um, <laughs> where you just start quoting TV shows because you've seen the same TV shows so much. True. <laughs> I, I feel like I would do what they did on um, Castaway. 
where I would just make a little pillow and I'd put a smiley face and I'd call him Stevie the Pillow. <laughs> be like, hey, Steve, what are you up to? And then I'll, I'll be like, ha, 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 you're so funny, Jim. <laughs> so when I was in Alaska, I did a 40-day cruise in the Arctic Ocean, research cruise. And although there's people on there, it's like five other people that you're with. For forty days, and there's a crew, so, but you don't talk to the crew really. I mean, the crew, the crew's there, but they're busy doing their own their job. Like, yeah, man, yeah, their job, you know, manning the ship and stuff. So they don't really hang out and stuff. Um, but yeah, you can. I that that's why I feel like I. I mean, I lasted those forty days. There were some like ups and downs. I remember <laughs> I emailed my parents because well, you had internet. I, well, it was like a bulk internet, so Still. you didn't actually have internet, so you couldn't browse or do anything, oh. but you're able to write an email, and then once a day, they just send off oh. all the emails, and then they'll receive all the emails that you get, you know, oh. and that's that's all you had. And so, oh, that's tough. on like day 32 or something, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if there's a mainland anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know what's in the news, what's been going on, you know, I've been over a month at sea without any contact of the outside world. I don't even know, like, is there any big news that happened? So, so. <laughs> and then I, I, I messaged my parents about it and they just emailed me back. Everything's good. Good to hear you're doing okay. Catch All you right. later. Okay. <laughs> tell me anything i don't know what's going on <laughs> you're like thank you for spending the three minutes to write me that email yes. <laughs> so i think i think people back you know let's say 200 300 years ago when they would travel the atlantic they'd probably go through that where oh, they, yeah it would take them months you know to sail or like people who like columbus who don't even know where they're going like, right. I, wasn't there? <laughs> That's true. Like he literally um, landed. Were there, there was... moments of like mutiny and? Oh yeah. You know, well, that happened with the. Crazy and Didn't stuff we like learn that? about that with the Hudson guy for the Hudson River up here? Wasn't he like navigating the river and then there was a mutiny and they like threw him off or something? I don't know anything about that. Well, I, I have to look that up now. <laughs> Hudson. But I do know that there was stuff like that for the Arctic, the Antarctic. A lot of those those explorations. Uh, most of the yeah. early crews and ex- explorers, you know, they mostly died because of I think people going crazy, and then their ship going haywire into something, and then that's it. Yeah, the whole crew dies, which is most likely what will happen for the first few trips to Mars. To Mars. <laughs> So this is what happened to Hudson. I remember. So I remember this from like third grade. I remember yeah. this one fact, and it says here on his final expedition while searching for the Northwest Passage, Hudson became the first European to see the Hudson Strait and the Hudson Bay. That's what we call it, like the Hudson Bay. Right. It says after wintering the shore at James Bay, Hudson wanted to go more westward, but his crew mutinied. They cast him, his son, and seven others adrift, and they were never seen again. Wow. Yeah, I remember being like, you can do that to a captain when you're young? Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you just hate him so much, you're just like, that's it. 
Yeah. And I've had enough of this. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. Wanna... So I wonder, now that you're saying I wonder if there's a test we can find that is the equivalent of that Ooh. without actually doing that. Like, oh, like, a, like an isolation type of a test. We might, <laughs> we might have to look at the next time because um, we are getting close to time here. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it would be cool to do like a challenge like that between the two of us. I'm not sure because I I do know you well, but I don't know you in your worst. Oh, here we go. All right. <laughs> oh, no, no, this is like two how many, personal. How many questions are there? <laughs> no, there's like 10 questions, but it's too personal oh, for that okay. one. That's not, that's not like an actual, oh, how well would you cope if you had to self-isolate? Okay. We do that now. Uh, whatever. I agree. I feel like I feel like we should make the test, and the test should be like, <laughs> the test should be like, how long have you gone without eating anything you like? That's okay. like the first question. All right, Jim, you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten questions. Okay, okay. we have like ten minutes. We are now infected with coronavirus. Okay. First off, how much actual edible food do you have in your fridge right now? How many days? So, yeah, it says... Our choices. choices are quite a lot, like multiple meals worth. Not much, but my housemates do. So that means you would steal your housemates. Nah, it's Deliveroo all day, every day, baby. (laughs) I probably have two meals. And... The last one is not a lot of fresh stuff, but a fair amount of canned goods. Dude, we are scientists, and that was a choice. Nah, mate. <laughs> nah, it's Deliveroo all day, every day. <laughs> I, want, I don't care about COVID. I want to know what it's like well, when you're in space. You can even handle being self-quarantined. Oh, dude, we were fine in self-quarantine. We have internet. I think I think we – I've got to be honest. I think I was happier when, when COVID first happened. I was like, oh, wait. Now I don't have to go to all those obligations I used to have to go to? Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, this is how to maintain and survive self-isolation quiz. No, no, no. I want how to, how to survive being in space. Uh, A long space trip. Can I survive in long space <laughs> quiz? <laughs> Could you survive in outer space from BuzzFeed? Uh, do you have what it takes to survive in space? Do you want that one? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Let's see. We, we have just five minutes. Let's see. Yeah. Oh. All right. Question one of ten. Go ahead. You're, you're, you're on a crowded bus when it breaks down in the middle of a busy road. The doors are jammed shut. And people around you are starting to panic. Do you A, stay as still as possible and shut your eyes to avoid feeling claustrophobic? B, the elderly lady standing to your left gets a seat before settling down to play I spy with the wailing child to your right. Or C, start trying to figure out a logical way to open the doors to get everyone out. So basically it's saying, would you be the one taking authority? No, no. I would sit there and just ignore everyone and play on my phone. Okay, so you'd stay as still as possible and shut your eyes to avoid feeling claustrophobic. Sure. Okay. Not why I would do that. Well, you got that answer wrong. You should. 
I don't. I didn't even know this was like a, a like a wrong or right answer. But you should make sure the elderly lady standing to your left gets a seat before sitting down to play I Spy with the Wailing Child. Well, what if the Wailing Child's says, job was to help her sit down? It says astronauts are empathetic, unflappable, emotionally stable, and know how to stay and keep others calm. It's just a this reminds me of that okay. show we watched with, with Steve Carell. What, what was that show? Space Force? Space Force, He yeah. goes into the hibernation center, yeah, and he's he just was... screaming in the middle of his dreams. It's ah. like, how long has he been there for? I think 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A fire breaks out on the space station. What should you do? A. Contain the fire and wait until it runs out of fuel. B. Use a fire extinguisher to stop the blaze. C. Cover the fire with a flame-resistant blanket. Ooh. Probably C, because fire. I would probably A. So you said so. Well, fire extinguisher, I think, would not be able to work in space. Yeah, I don't think they have them, but not that normal ones. Right, right. So you said C, cover the fire with a flame-resistant blanket. I say contain the fire and wait until it runs out of fuel. Fuel is and oxygen. I, right. I was right. By it the runs way, runs out of fuel. The whole ship is oxygen. No, it doesn't no, 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 run no. out of fuel. <laughs> You would just take it out the, the, the oxygen from there. You, that's, yeah, where you you that's where you no, are. That's where you are. You just gotta like secure wherever the fire is at. Like put up so it says one of the biggest dangers in space is fire, which behaves differently in zero gravity because of hot gases. They become a semisphere and get bigger and bigger. So rather than trying to actively extinguish a fire, the trick is to make sure it runs out of fuel. Okay. So This is the same this yeah. is the same test All I, I told say, you. Is already I'm a better astronaut than you. This is the same okay. test that told me to sit the old lady first before opening yes. the door on the bus. Obviously. Right? <laughs> this was I just want to make sure this is the to test. Be, have to calm others down before you start taking authority. She was right? calm. She was she was not calm. Because when I got up to open that door, she could take my seat. I don't see Listen, why she needs her own open seat. That door and somehow, you know, the whole bus flipped over. <laughs> You know, at least the old lady isn't going to break a hip when the bus flips over because you she's in her seat, you know. I really I, I really think that the test should be something That's... along the lines of yo yoga where yoga. <laughs> in the sense of like meditation where it's how many hours a day in a row can you meditate for 12 hours a day? Oh my god, I don't think I could last a single day. <laughs> but like, I'm wondering, because like, if you're on a spaceship going there, I don't think you'd be that bored, because even though the astronauts on the space station seem kind of bored, it's because they're they're staying in space and there's, there's not much to do. They're doing experiments. But right. if you're going to Mars, you have to not only check up with the ship, but you're prepping stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, sure there's lots. Do. Yeah, and like you're mentally prepping stuff too. Like you're excited. Like when you're going somewhere, you get excited. For two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ready for question three? You're trapped in a burning building, and a fireman tells you to jump out of a window, and that you will survive the fall. But when you look down, it feels like a long way to the ground, and a staircase to your right looks clear of flame. Do you a trust the fireman and jump? Hey, B, I don't need the other answer. Rely on your survival instinct and take the stairs. My C, survival instinct. Ask the fireman to be sure you'll survive the fall. <laughs> I, I, I gotta be honest, I'd probably go for C first. 
Ask. <laughs> if, because look, listen. Like, are if, you sure? Because look, if if it just if it just said the fireman said it, and then you just what would you do? I would do it. But if it said you looked and it looked far, yes, I would definitely double check. I'd be like, hey, did you mean this window, the one that's like 15 stories up? That's the one. <laughs> you didn't mean the one in the bathroom, like. You know? That's like two levels down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't want me to take the stairs where there's no fire. Just want to check. <laughs> Those are the fire because in my in my apartment building they had fire stairs. Oh, that, I guess. Right? What does that mean? That Their they, stairs were the doors um, locked, uh, and they lock to the hallway. So what happens is like if your floor has a fire, it it locks. Uh, it, it locks, locks you out. You can never go to the stairs. Yeah, on, I think on one side. Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. Um, you said no, no, no. See- you can't go. You can't go into that floor. Okay. Well, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. All right. So it's obviously um, A, but I'm picking C. A. I think so too. So let's pick A. Yeah, we both got it right. It says one of the criteria for the Mars One program is that you understand the purpose of actions may not be clear in the moment, but there is good reason. You trust those who guide you. Hmm. So you have to listen to the professionals. Is there okay. is there a sub answer to that where it's like you've just died from jumping out of a building and trusting a fireman? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's oh it does go expand on it. Unbeknown to you in this scenario, the fireman was already aware that at the bottom of the staircase was blocked, and he had reason to believe an explosion might happen any second. There's simply no time to dilly dally. What am I a diehard? What's going yeah. on here? Jump out the window. Am I wearing ex- shoes? Uh, well, I assume so. <laughs> well, like Does in Die, in Di- yeah, in Die Hard, the guy's not wearing shoes. Oh, that's true. <laughs> All right, question four. You're on the space station, are suffering from bad space sickness. Ooh, what that is? You sounds feel like, like I get it. Second, do you a practice the art of mind over matter and focus on making the urge go away? B Grab a specially designed vomit bag and do the deed in front of your fellow astronaut. C, ask where the toilet is. Well, I know it's not C because they poop standing up. So <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to say A, yeah. but I've tried A. A doesn't work. No. So when I'm your gonna, body needs to vomit, it just will vomit. I'm no going to go with B. I'm going to go with that too because I don't think there's another way to do it. No. And that's the right answer. Yeah. Wait till you have to do it in zero gravity. Astronauts are given special bags to get around this problem, which are designed to contain the sick for months on end. They have special lining that's designed to wipe your face as you do your business. Oh, what a smart thing. I tell you, space people come up with the best designs. Have you ever been? Wait, can we take a quick question? Okay. Have you ever you been on an airplane problem. and somebody vomits near you? No, I've I never had that happen. Although I know somebody in the airplane must have because it smelled. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Yes. Oh, that's when it smells. When there's the smell of vomit, oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I had somebody vomit on the plane I was on, like two seats over, uh, and watching someone vomit makes me want to vomit. <laughs> Like you watch it, and you're like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> crank up this right. movie. So you're trapped in a lift with ten strangers, 
and you all have your own ideas about how to get out. Am I in Britain? <laughs> Wait, am I in Britain? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Well, it's a you lift. Know, like, Where's yeah. an elevator. This matters. If I'm in the States, it's different. It is. This this is a dot UK website. Okay, so I'm in Britain right now in the yes. lift. In a lift with ten strangers. And you have you all have your own ideas about how to get out. How long before they start to irritate you? A, being irritated isn't going to get me anywhere. B, as long as I'm given a chance to voice my idea, we shouldn't have a problem. B. C. They were irritating me before the lift even broke down. Could that guy's breathing be any louder? <laughs> it's close between B and C now. Because <laughs> I'm gonna have, you know what? I, I, I want to go with B, but I'm after gonna go with C because in in the UK things are smaller than the states, and ten people on an elevator here, I would die. <laughs> All right, so your answer is C, but I'm going to say A. And, oh, look, I was right again. So... You wouldn't even voice your opinion, is what you said. Being irritated isn't going to get me anywhere, is but what that, But you didn't pick the voice your opinion one, which means you didn't have an idea to get off the lift. No, I, we all have our ideas to get off. I but didn't pick would, the one but you that's wouldn't like, have gotten to, I said my answer, I'm happy. But you wouldn't have gotten to say yours, because you're going to be there not irritated. So... As part of the Mars One selection process, candidates spend nine days in isolation with each other. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, and then it says they it examines how candidates act in situations of prolonged close contact with one another. During the journey to Mars and upon arrival, they will spend 24 hours a day with each other. It is during this time that the simplest things may start to become bothersome. Mm. <laughs> I think you so, and I can attest to that. Yeah, it says... so. If your blood pressure has been known to go through the roof just from the sound of someone chewing, you might not fit the bill. <laughs> All right. So I'm already a better astronaut, so it looks like I'm going to go to Mars, Jim, over you. You know nothing Stop. about astronauting. <laughs> I don't know where to go. <laughs> so you've nearly finished a project at work when your computer How crashes. How many more questions do we have here? There's 10. There's 10. Oh, scored can we cut this short? You scored a two so far. But I'm not trying to game the system. I'm trying to get the right answer here. No, you're trying you're not you don't know. You're you're trying Obviously to answer. we know the right answers to these. No, 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 no. But you it's got, asking me what would I do. Yes, exactly. That's different you than my answer. answer. I know yeah. you, and you would never be in a lift without sharing your opinion first. You would never. You would not sit there, <laughs> let everyone else talk. And, and be like, well, I'm not agitated. That's <laughs> not what the answer was. That's what the it was. answer was. As long as I voiced my opinion, then whatever happens happens. Yeah. It's as if it's like, as long as I gave the right answer, if the wrong answer ends up, you know, screwing us even more, at least I know I was right and I put it out there. Okay, you know? <laughs> that's what it is. But the first but one, not you're not even I, giving your answer. No. The first one you're giving your answer. It did not say you give your answer. Yeah, it said it in the question. No, it, it said didn't. You each, have, you each have your own ideas. How else are you supposed to know that everyone has their own ideas? It True. just said that you you shouldn't be irritated. Like you're supposed to have uh, patience. To I, I would say I'm more patient than you. <laughs> ah, I don't even know. I can't even see your face. You better be smiling right now. <laughs> All right. You've nearly finished a project at work. When your computer crashes and you lose everything, you spend the next few hours redoing your work when the same thing happens again. 
do you a compose a calm email to your boss asking for a deadline extension? That's me, Mr. B, Patient. Sob silently into your desk for a bit before heading home. <laughs> C. Nip to the shop to get supplies for the all-nighter you're about to pull. What would you do, Jim? <laughs> you're all I've quiet. never, I've never had this happen, but I distinctly remember you telling me the story of your computer breaking at work, and then you went to a second one, and that one also broke, and how frustrated you were. And it's so timely that this question is right after you saying how patient you are. <laughs> Listen, that was as soon as you start the morning, and you know you're at your grumpiest. In the okay, Mister Patient, I, I can absolutely see it. So. For me, I would absolutely, Mr. Patient, do A. Oh, okay. So you do Easily. compose a copy email to your boss. If that, I, I, might, I might even just walk over to the desk and be like, please, sir, my computer station has crashed. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely pick B. Oh, and I would – oh, no, wait. There's the no answer, way those are right. The answer is not A. The, it's nip to the shop to get supplies for the all-nighter you're about to pull was the correct answer. And Oops. it says, one of the key traits you'll need as an astronaut is to keep on working no matter what. You <laughs> must have a can-do attitude and perseverance and remain productive when the going gets tough. Astronauts need to have excellent concentration skills and be highly motivated and flexible in overcoming obstacles. So a little blip like this would not get in the way of you meeting your deadline. Wow. Wow. The person who wrote that definitely didn't pull an all-nighter before. <laughs> Probably not. All right. Which best describes how you interact in a team? Oh, this is good. Leader. A, I'm, but I'm a natural leader. I'm self-assured and headstrong in my ideas. Boom. B, I'm an observer. I take in everything from the sidelines but rarely speak up. Definitely C, don't want to be B. I'm always open to new ideas and enjoy learning about other people's thought processes. C is what I would pick. Because I'm always open and I'm never headstrong. I'm, yeah, okay. I never put my ideas before others. I would, I would pick A. You would pick A. And <laughs> so we're gonna pick A. Is that why we work yes. so well together? <laughs> and the answer was C. It was C. I'm always open to new ideas and enjoy learning about other people's thought processes. That was the correct answer. Of course. Yes. You got to be open and tolerant See, towards other you, people's you, ideas. You know. Friend Jim, work Jim is so open and so tolerant. He lets those bad ideas come in and he makes sure people sign their names on those bad ideas. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great idea, Bill. Yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to put that in the email. Oh, and you want me to put your name? It, no, it was your idea. I'm making sure people know. You know? <laughs> All right, which of the we got to we got to try to wrap this up. Which of the right. below do you think best summarizes your attitude towards humor? Hmm. A, you use humor as a defense mechanism. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> right. Your humor is a creative resource. Ooh, or C, good. you don't think a sense of humor is important. That's stupid. We're I think I would pick B. Yeah, I think, I think we kind of use it to our advantage. Yeah. And that is the correct answer. Ah. One of the criteria for the Mars One program is that your humor is a creative resource used appropriately as an emerging contextual response. You have to have a spirit of playfulness. Hmm. Sounds like us. That sounds like us, yes. All right, nine. You're going to be stranded in the space station for a month. Do you, A, come up with a daily routine that involves minimal physical effort to conserve your energy? 
B, come up with a daily routine that involves half an hour of light to medium exercise per day. Or C, come up with a daily routine that involves two and a half hours of medium to high intensity exercise per day. Definitely B. And I'm so glad they didn't even say that you execute on it. Because yes. <laughs> you're going to come up with it. That's right. And my plan always includes that. Yeah, I, I, I would probably pick that too. I would probably end up doing A. That's right. Which is normal, <laughs> but, but they said plan. plan for light to medium. That's right. And that is... That's got to be correct. What? Yeah, you're supposed to do high intensity exercise. Yes. It's even more important to keep fit in space because our bodies actually start to lose bone and muscle in microgravity. So astronauts devo- devote a whopping... Two and a half hours a day to exercise. Two and a half hours? Don't yeah. they like don't shower on the space station too? They do. Uh, they do. You know the European sponge. Thing. Dude, that, it's got to smell <laughs> so bad on that space station. <laughs> I don't know. If you smell properly when you're in space. Do smells even happen in space? I don't in know. a vacuum? It's not a vacuum. You're in oh, oxygen. It's not a vacuum. Yeah, you're in oxygen. Yeah. yeah. Have no grab. What kind of accident? What kind of astronaut are you? Listen, listen. All right, ten. What do you think is more important? Having trust in people, regardless of past experiences. B. Never trusting anyone. Or C. Trust based on good judgment. Ooh, this the astronaut. The astronaut in me wants to pick A. Having <laughs> trusting people, regardless of past experiences. If I'm on an app, if I'm on a space station, I have to. But the real life version of me is not on a space station, so I always do see. Okay. Well, if you've watched any, you know, space movies, you know, never trust anyone. <laughs> but yes, yeah, C is the correct answer. Trust based on good judgment. So it wasn't even trust anyone based on even past experiences. Oh, I would, I would implicitly trust them. If there's only four people on that space station with me, I would trust them as much as I trust myself because if, <laughs> if I die, they die. So it's like whatever. Yeah, it says you should let your past experiences inform this exchange of trust. Maintaining trust in others is an important part of being an astronaut. So you got to maintain it. Okay. So that's it. Are we How do we do? A four out of ten. So we don't, we don't even pass the astronaut. So we would not survive, Jim. Well, I would survive because I think I got three more right, didn't you? Hmm. Saying I got a seventy and you got a forty. Astronaut quiz. That that quiz was not written by an astronaut though. It was written by the HR lady. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're definitely over time. I know how much you like to keep these episodes short, but you made it long today. Oh well, you made it. You brought up such an interesting thing. It's an interesting topic. Yeah. 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 And, I think, and whenever we say we'd want to revisit something from a previous episode, we always forget because we don't write it down. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I always did. I, yeah, I always did. I always did want to know. And I think something during the end of this quarantine, we're going to have some epiphany like that. We're like, wow, we survived. Or no, we didn't survive. Right. <laughs> All right, so we're we're definitely over time here. Thanks everybody for listening today. Um, you can, if you enjoy the podcast, obviously please subscribe on all of our social media platforms: YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. You know the Android uh, podcast apps. We're all uh, at Creativity Level Zero. If you search for us, uh, don't use any spaces, so we come up easier. And on Instagram, we are at Creativity underscore Level underscore the zero sign. And please, 
No, oh, that's right. The zero number, not the zero yes. sign. What is the zero oh. sign? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, and that's it. Thank, thanks, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys.